In for the Night is a podcast that discusses movies, random topics, and gives you an excuse to just stay in for the night. I'm done. I, <laughs> I can see it. in the, the video. Good. I'm glad you could see it. You're scruff McGruff today. I'm always scruff McGruff because you won't let me shave. I didn't. How am I not letting you shave? Because you won't help me. Why do I? I can shave my own head and you can't shave yours. No, because you're not shave yourself bald. If you were shaving yourself bald, you would need my help. You would at least ask me to come check I, it. Like, I shave my head real close to bald. Yeah, but it's, it's not like, bald. You're not, I'm not shaving you bald. It still has a little hair. No, my yeah. hair is almost all the way gone. Like You have to be up close and personal to see my little stubbies. And I would shave it if I didn't have keloids on the back of my head. So then I wanted to shave it so often. But I have stupid-ass keloids. You should so. just, like, laser it off. Laser what off? Your hair. That'll be that'll be lovely. I don't have to worry about shaving Dip it. your head in acid, and then your hair will Pretty grow. sure that will go down to my skull. I'm willing to try. I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome. My name's Katie. Au revoir. That's high. Au revoir means goodbye, babe. Au revoir. (laughs) (laughs) Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. No, I like au revoir. Bonsoir. What's that? Good evening. Bon city. Bon. Good. Soiree. Now you haven't been questioning myself. Bonjourney means good day. I never heard the other one. Soir is but it's evening. It's also been 10,000 years since I've taken bon French. Nuit. Bon nuit is good night. Uh, Menage toi. Wow. <laughs> A bientôt means I'll see you later. Uh, that's all I know. All right. So on top of <laughs> random languages. So one of my friends, Kay, I, she might be listening to this. She um, randomly messaged me late one night saying, hey, we're going to do the Amazing Race. You're my partner. But the, what we have to do to get ready is get super fit and learn three extra languages pretty fluently. And I'm like, fuck, OK, I'm already learning French. I don't I'm not fluent by, by any means. I'm not fluent in it, but I'm working. And now I have added Russian and I'm brushing up on my Korean. So. I still don't understand why y'all need to learn three languages. I've always wanted to learn those languages, and I might as well just pile them on. What else am I going to do with my time? But why does she say y'all need? Because to learn when three you languages? travel to other countries, because that's what the whole amazing race is—you go to different countries. And so, if we both have three different languages, like we, one of us might know. Because a lot of countries speak French, so if we go to Africa, they speak French. If we go to like Central America or South America, a lot of them speak Spanish. She's pretty fluent in Spanish, so. And then Asia, I can do Korean and Russian. That just leaves, I don't, I think she knows German. Maybe I might know that. Go to Germany. And then you be good. I, the thing is, we don't know because it's like a, a guesstimation. Like, you don't know what you're going to How long is this amazing race? Fuck if I know. However long until we win a million bucks. You haven't, like, researched it at all? Like, you know. I think it's like a few weeks. Like, it's a month or something. Done some freaking reconnaissance. No, but we've talked about it before, but I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll like, I'll do the physical activities. She does the scary shit I don't want to do. Which is everything. There's physical activities in the big, huge bug on 65. That came off his hand. 
gross. How was your week? <laughs> That's it? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I mean, saddening sort of in a way. Okay. Gotta leave. Goats to leave Texas. So. Yeah, we're holding off on moving to Dallas, which we said before. And so he's depressed that he has to come back here. But I'm like, there's no other choice. I mean, unless you want to stay down there, it I don't want to. Oh, like commuting. So. I mean, if it's only for a little bit, yeah, but. Suck it up, buttercup. You suck it up. All right. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. My week was okay. I'm always tired. And I'm now learning Korean and j- Russian. And jujitsu. Wish. Fuck. <laughs> um, our movie. Oh, you're going to hate this. Mm. our movie was 65 it is on netflix so check it out um if you have not watched it yet uh, we might have some spoilers but if not who cares hate what just read okay uh 65 is the movie came out in 2023 why to watch epic harrowing 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 and thrilling it's pronounced thrilling, babe. Thrilling. I know, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, man. Seriously? I didn't see it. I didn't think it was that low. Jeez. I, I did. Fucking haters. What? What? I just put my toe in Fifi's mouth. You said I did. What I did. It? I knew it was not going to have high ratings. Oh, I thought you were meaning something else by that evil comment. Like, you thought it was worth these ratings, or you thought it was these ratings. I feel that. It's not a high rating for me. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) You can't score everything a 10, babe. There has to be, like, a range. I don't score everything a 10, but I didn't think it was, like, this low. We could just read the scores. Like, I I don't... Hater. Hater. We have different tastes, babe. I don't know why. Yeah, you, like... UHF, which is a terrible fucking movie. That's the first time you said UHF without calling it SUX. It is SUX. It's not a terrible movie. It's old and it's interesting. And the same thing with Pandora's Box. That's terrible. Whatever the fuck with David Bowie. Whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, The Labyrinth? (laughs) Stupid movie. Everybody likes that movie except for you and one other person. Yeah. Terrible fucking movie. Every girl... Around that time who watched that movie had a crush on David Bowie. Why? He's terrible at singing and he looks terrible. Why the fuck would y'all have a crush on him? I like weird, babe. He's weird. And he was the troll king. Oh my God. You just... Anyway, read. Terrible. Continue. Terrible. You're terrible. Okay. So, okay, I read that. So we got a 5.4 out of 10 on IMD Bizzle. Fucking haters. We have a 34% on Rotten Potatoes. Fucking haters. (laughs) And then we have 55% of Google users like this movie. How many? 57? Fucking haters. 55. Should have been 65. And that's like, they should have been 65 across the board. And then be like, gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense. (laughs) Then I'll be like, all right, they did that on purpose. Can't be mad. Uh, you guys synopsi. missed your opportunity. Penis, penine. 
Oh, yada, yada, yada. Missed an opportunity right uh, there. After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now with only one chance at rescue, at a rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, Koa, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures. They could have just said fucking dinosaurs. But the, the thing is, in the subtitles, because we're old now and we have we listen to like all the movies on subtitles, it said creature. It never said dinosaur. No. Except for ty- Tyrannosaurus or Tyrann- T- Tyrannosaur. Tyrannosaur, yeah. But other than that, it said creature. Like creature growling. Creature, creature growling or creature Breathing. Yeah. Uh, release date, March 10th, 2023. Director Scott Beck. They're going to say Scott Bayo. Scott, who's that? <laughs> He's an actor. Oh, don't know who that is. Scott Beck and Brian Woods. And the box office was 60, $60.7 million. Jesus. Well, they had a lot of CGI. Box office means what it costs to make it, right? No, box office is what they got on that first day it was released. Or first weekend it was released. Oh. So how much so, was it? Did it cost to make it? It didn't. didn't oh, it didn't that. say. Okay. But it probably would cost maybe, I'm saying like maybe 20 mil to like create that at least. I've seen this chicken something. Who is she? She has really good eyebrows. Koa oh. has good eyebrows. What movie was that? Well, she's in Barbie. I want to see that. And I know you don't. Ah, she was a girl <sighs> in Love and Monster. Oh, oh, and she was in Awake. That's where I know her from, Awake. Which one's yeah, awake? that was a movie I saw. It's on Netflix. It was actually, I mean, I thought it was pretty good, but oh. um, it was basically where the people, like, it was like a EMT went off, but it affected like everything, even people's like brain waves, so they couldn't fall asleep anymore. Oh, I wanted to see that. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Rude. But yeah, it was good. But yeah, she was announced. Like I've seen this little girl in something. In Ariana Greenblatt. We have okay. So he didn't read the characters. So it's Adam oh, Driver, no, Ariana Greenblatt, Chloe Coleman, which is his daughter, and then Nika. King. Nick King. Nick King. <sighs> All right. So this movie, Ooh, there's let's only get four into, people in it. There's only four people in it. Um, Adam Driver. I just cannot get out of my head where I saw him first and foremost, which was the TV Star show. Star Wars. Oh, I don't remember TV. I didn't watch it with you. Girls. So yeah. he was Hannah's boyfriend, and I will never like see past the like angsty dude. I never watched it. So. Yeah, anyway, so that, I always thought of him like that. So seeing him in ser- more serious roles, I guess, he was always angsty in all of his roles, but we get, like, it's, he has... I don't think he was angsty in Star Wars, where he played uh, Dark, Dark something. Darth Dark Maul. Maul. Dark Maul. Darth Maul. Actually, no, he wasn't Dark Maul. He was... Uh, Darth. Dark Maul, Darth Maul, I don't give two flying fuck cakes. Uh, that wasn't him anyway. He was... Uh, Fuck it. He was, uh, I think, like, the pre-Dark Vader. Before he, oh, oh. Like, before Dark Vader became Dark uh, Vader, I think he played Dark Vader. Like, fuck. the younger version. Uh, it's not Anakin. Yeah, Anakin's got Skywalker. Anakin. Look Is at it? me knowing stuff. Fucking fine. Because there's Luke Skywalker, who the is, good one. who's the son of 
Anakin. Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader before he turned evil. Okay, so then Anakin, yeah. Look at me but knowing was, shit. But I probably he was got it wrong. Bad though. But it, I guess it's like his teen years or whatever. But anyway, so Adam Driver, I I like you, but you ha- you're very one dimensional for all of your roles. You get really serious roles. I would like to see you in something less serious. But hey, he was serious in Girl. Like he like he, he was a serious character in Girls. Like he was very. I know. Be- and take a shot. Wade is playing with a blanket. And he's rolling around. He's super cute. All right. So in this movie, um, it's very space-themed, but it's kind of interesting to think about the... the. Stop looking up stuff. Pay attention. Why can't I? You have to pay attention to what I'm I saying. I want to see what his name was in that movie. In what movie? When he played freaking... Star Wars? No. Kylo Ren. So it was not... Oh, fuck if I know what that is. Oh, fuck if I know. Yeah, he was... Uh, I don't know who Kylo Ren is supposed to be. I don't know the whole history on that. Someone else might... No. So whoever is listening that knows like the whole history of Star Wars. Please do not write in. I do not care. (laughs) I do. So write in. Kylo Ren is his character, his bad guy character in Star Wars. Was it Philo Green? Fuck is that? I have no idea. Anyway, moving on. So the movie. um, (laughs) It's a space movie. And, like, we get to this crash, and I find it really interesting because you find out that they land on Earth 65 million years ago, where it's like our Earth was not even started. We weren't even here. And these people were so fucking advanced that they had spaceships and holograms and all this bullshit. And we had dinosaurs. I'm con- what do you mean? Because he crashed on our planet. The time frame is 65 million years ago. Our society, our Earth, as we know, had no human colonization at all. So, he came before us in the past. I, I can't explain. He didn't explain. come before us, babe. He was, he was like... Time traveling? Yeah, he must have, he had a time travel. Or he went through like a black hole. I was just thinking, I don't know. I don't think that's the case because... They, they knew where he was. So if he went through Black Hole, they wouldn't know where he was to rescue him. So I think no, it's No, he just, sent out a distress signal thingy, Mabob. Yeah, but even, like, if you go through a Black Hole and you send out a distress, they're not going to receive it. They received it. Anyway, I'm right, I think, on this one. There's no way that they're that advanced technology 65 million who years says, ago. Like, who says we're only planets? Like... There could be millions of other planets out there that have colonization way more advanced than us. They are obviously more advanced than us because we have Karens like throwing shit at people. Okay, so I'm going to have to look up a 65 explain them because I don't think that's the case. I think it's the case because, but it's in a nutshell, it really tied in the the concept. I don't want to give it away, but the concept at the end, I'm just going to say asteroid. There's an asteroid that comes and kills the dinosaurs. That's the history of dinosaurs. And he, of course, lands there right as the asteroid is about to fucking yeah. penetrate the Earth. Penetrate. Well, he also went through an asteroid belt, which is why they crashed in the first right. place. Okay. So there's a few comments on this. Um, That's and probably I why it got such bad ratings. Because I think people don't really know why I, he was on there 65 million years ago. Because it doesn't explain that. I mean, it's an interesting thought. It's like an interesting... And it makes... It makes for, so 65 million years ago, A, it makes it way more intense because there's dinosaurs running around. You have to worry about them. 
and like there's no civilization so you can't really i don't know yeah but i want to know how he was able to land there 65 million years ago if he didn't go through a black hole if he didn't go through a wormhole i think there's just his culture or his planet was just so advanced like why can't you like i don't but if they're that advanced 65 fucking million years ago, that means they have like, and they so when have the like Optimus hit, Primes walking around right so now. So when the asteroid hit, maybe they were like, okay, well, that planet's destroyed. And so they never went back. So technically they could be floating around out there and not realize that we're here. And then they drive by and then they lock their car doors and they're like, fuck kids, do not open the window. Probably. I wouldn't want to land on Earth. Fuck that. Dangerous. So, in the beginning, in the beginning of the movie, um, before the accident, Adam Driver, also known as Mills, he he said, "Oh, it's a two-year job." (laughs) You're like, "Fuck, I wouldn't go back." (laughs) Two-year job. Two-year job, and uh, Ty, like, you know, I was like, "I I said if it was twenty years." If it was twenty years, you're not even gonna go back. I'm like, you wouldn't even come back to see me, and you're like, "No." You probably won't even be alive twenty years from now. I would only be, I almost said 65, 30, uh, 56. Yeah. Math is hard. But 20 years, a lot could happen in 20 years. But you gave me a time frame of when after, if you disappear. A year. A year. I think that's two, two years. Two years, I can agree with. But anything less than two years, I feel guilty. And then you pop back up like a year and a day later and I'm like remarried. I just like find the person we get married instantly. Like I'm like, hey, I mean that's the way it should be. I think. Or we can just have a polyamorous relationship. I don't know what the hell that means. Multiple partners. So I'd have two husbands, and you have no one except for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, two years, twenty years, whatever, and then. Uh, you had a problem in the beginning with a crash. You said he wouldn't have survived. Fuck no. I feel like he would have survived. He was buckled. He didn't go through the windshield. And that thing was hauling ass cheeks. He, I mean, yeah, depending on where he landed, but obviously he landed and it was like, a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, crater. Basically, but he landed in like a big opening. Uh, pond. No. Like, Field. Kind of like the Grand Canyon. Like he landed in a canyony area. Like where it was Cavernous. Like flat. Cavernous. Plateau. Sure. Valley. I, valley. There we go. He landed in a valley. So like it was smooth sailing and he just probably hit a few trees. But that little bitty ship. Like, cause it well, broke, a lot of it broke off. Yeah. I was like, it broke. Like, like he would not have survived. He was going way too fast. Like he would have hit something, fucking started doing flips and barrel rolls and shit. And his seat would have broke or his seat belts would have broken. He would have went launched and splat. He would not. Have survived. I don't think they prep them enough. Like, you know how in NASA they go through all those like tests where they go in that spinny thing really fast. Oh, to- fuck that. I don't think they prep you for accidents like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> hell no. Like that. We're just going to launch, like, put you in a giant slingshot, and we're going to launch you in the air and see how, yeah, <laughs> see, see how you land. <laughs> just see how far you go. Ooh. Oh, that was a heavier one. Ooh, Ooh. I don't think he made it. Ooh, barrel rolls. Ooh. Oh, I just saw him got launched. <laughs> Damn, he didn't make the wall. <laughs> Unless he has a parachute on, then he's a goner. 
Oh, geez. Okay. So we're just killing this fictitious <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, man. I'm going to name him Bill. <laughs> like, movie over. <laughs> Bill the astronaut. Or just would have been a movie of freaking Koa surviving this. She would have been a badass. like. Or she just would have been eaten in the first five minutes. Because she was playing with dinosaurs. But... Exactly. That was so <laughs> sad. <laughs> and I called it too. I was like, that dinosaur is going to get eaten. <laughs> so there's a dinosaur in the movie. There's a, It's not a big part. It, the dinosaur was a, trapped in a tar pit and Koa goes and saves him because it's a baby dinosaur. Well, she went like out of her way to go save him. Yeah. And so she saved him and then the dinosaur kind of like limps off and then it gets attacked by it these little like monsters. It gets like mauled by four like tiny velociraptors basically. <laughs> Your face. You're just like... <laughs> I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. It's like because the- like they kept turning the camera on him, and I'm like, something's gonna happen. Like, I thought it maybe oh his mom would waddle back and go collect him. I thought it was gonna be a bigger one. I didn't think it was gonna be the small ones. I thought it was I, just gonna would be it like have been bigger. worse if it was just a big dinosaur that just ate him in one bite. Yeah, I mean that no, because those. Those little ones were actually worse because they had to, like, maul him to death. First. And then they dragged him away. And they dragged him away. Like, poor little thing. <laughs> what is oh, wrong with man. us? That's... That little dinosaur just had the shit in of the stick. First, it was tra- like, should just let it die in a tar pit, honestly. Prob- oh, no, but that's, like, more suffering. Because at least he'd die quicker with, like, mauling of the things. I, I think I'd just rather get left in the fucking tar pit. <laughs> okay. So, um, other than that. Oh, wow. wow. Puberty I, much? I'm staring. If you're just listening to this and not watching our Patreon page, <laughs> I'm just staring at him. And now Fifi's here. Take a shot. Fifi's here. All right. So. Um, Probably in the camera. The only other. Th- well, two more things. They're, they get caught in a cave, and I found it very, very stupid. The best thought that he could think of was to throw a bomb into the cave. Well, into the hole that he was trying to break. Right, but what happened is a caved in. Collapsed, which I called that too. I, I just found that really stupid. I was like, yeah, let's use your brain. He was trying. I mean, it was. Like, that was the only no. thing that he had to make this hole bigger. So he tried it. Get down, Fifi. We're we trying to record. Get down. Get down. She's like, no, I want your love. So um, the last thing that I wrote here, and I thought it was really funny, Mills and Koa really want to get off this planet. And I'm like, same. I mean, I would too. <laughs> Fuck that. There, I want to get off, not because of the dinosaurs, but because there's a bug about this fucking big flying around. And then he slaps it. And he slaps it and it's it like sticks. literally, it, it was literally uh. the size of his hand, just like the palm of his hand. And it was just like sticky brown guts. Like your guts. How do you know what my guts look like? Because you're brown. You cut me open one time and then sew me back up before I can wake up or something or what? That's what your keloids are. Brown guts? No. I, the scars from your surgeries that oh, I performed on you. <laughs> I don't have any on my stomach, so. Yet. So you did open-heart <laughs> surgery on me? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I want to get off that planet because of the freaking bugs. Dinosaurs are cool. I would make them my bitches. No, what would happen was you'd see a dinosaur and you'd be like, ah! scream like a girl and run. I would Actually, no, I would take that fucking badass gun out that he has and just start shooting them son of a guns. 
All right, so that's the movie. It is called 65, just the numbers, the numerical symbols, six and a five. It is on Netflix. What is your score? Well, since I can't give it a fucking 10. You can if you really want to. I mean, I wouldn't give it a 10 because I'm still like wondering what, like how he got there. Oh, and then the other issue I had, the motherfucker Mills breathes like throughout the movie. Not like, babe, this dude probably had like eight hours of sleep and... The three days that he was there. I understand that. And he's that. trying to save this kid. The guy got damaged, I don't know how many times. <clears throat> I, I understand that. You would that. be breathing hard, too. But it's like... It's <sighs> not breathing hard. That sounded like you right. were just giving, you know... Yeah! <laughs> Woo! I, I wish was... I was at Mike. Okay, yeah. what's your score? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like put the microphone in my mouth, but I don't know. I want to give it a high. I mean, it was entertaining. Okay, I just give a score. Nobody it. cares, babe. Eight. Fuck okay, it. I'm gonna give it a six point five. I knew it because <laughs> it's sixty five and it's six point five. Well, and it, I just it was good. I'll probably never watch it again. I would watch it again because maybe we missed something. Maybe there was like a tiny explanation of and why then at the bottom they were is like doing this. He arrived before the people. Didn't go through time space. Oh, like time I like space. how you said that all the cave drawings were this nine-year-old girl. Like, like this nine-year-old girl is <laughs> just doing all the cave drawings. Boop, 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 boop. Family. Family. Uh, I mean, I thought it was entertaining. Okay. I'm probably going to add it to my uh, Netflix downloads and watch it again when I'm on the planes. All right. So those are our scores. Again, on Netflix, watch it. It's okay. Not like she's to a me, hater. Don't believe her. She likes. In my opinion, U- it wasn't that good. She likes U UHF. So okay. Anyway, so we're gonna go on to my topic, and if you all remember, if you don't, you'll have to listen to our previous episode. Uh, we're gonna cover my favorite, not favorite serial killer, but my f- true. I mean, she's not a serial killer. She only killed two people. Yeah, but. In a short span of time, I don't know. Anyway, mass killing, double killing, double homicide. There you go. I was okay, like, mass murderer. killing. Um, her name, uh, she was the person who got me into true crime when I was like 14. And I remember reading all the books on her from the library. And I'm pretty sure the librarian thought I was really weird because that's all I read. Um, Lizzie Borden. Okay. So we're going to get into this. Um, we do have a lot of information today. So this might be a longer episode. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. It's all interesting. So, we are going to get on this. Um, s- sites that I had started, um, I used Crime Museum and then Majorly Wikipedia. And the dogs are over here, so take a shot. Um, and guess what? Guess what? Wade, stop. Hey. He was pulling on her, like, belly. No, oh, don't pull on her belly. All right. Uh, you get to start. S- stop bothering the dogs. Go okay. lay down. Go lay down. No. Go. All right. Sorry about that. Take another shot because the dogs are annoying. All right, Ty, you get to go first. Read oh. the first one. I said it four times. I was not paying attention because I'm trying to stop them from fighting. Uh, let's see. Number uno. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. That's a song. Yeah. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, gave her father 41. 41. Mm. Am I reading number two as well? Or just no, one? just read one. Oh. Did I tell you to read number two? 
All right. So Lizzie Borden was born July 19th of 18, uh, 1860 in Fall River, Massachusetts. She's still alive, people. She's very not, because I'll cover that later. Um, so if you're interested in this, her star sign, her sign is a cancer. And I decided to read what type of personality a cancer is. And it is nurturing and loyal. Cancers are also protective of their loved ones. While reserved, they stand on a foundation of strength and aren't afraid to act when they feel it's necessary. And that's from today.com. Hey. What is he doing? I don't know. He's eating something he's not supposed to. Can you just just lay down, dude? Go lay down. He's fine. All right. Sorry. Wade is being a baby and... Oh, I didn't even know Arrow was under my feet. Um, so we are going to start listing the cast of characters. And, well, she, like I said, you didn't even react to the cancer thing. I was paying attention to him because he's eating Do you need something. to read it again? No. Okay. Anyway, so that's funny. She's a cancer nurturer and loyal. Uh, loyal. Oh, you told me that anyway. Like I told yesterday. you yesterday. But I thought it was funny. Anyway, so cast of characters. Ty, you get to read number two. Or take a long-ass drink. Come on. I am. Wine, people. Cheers. You have wine? No. You didn't bring wine? That's our, like, religion. I brought my flavored water. Read you number are, two. You are slacking today. You're slacking. You're being irritating right now. Slacking. You're being irritating right now. Uh, Sarah Anthony Morse Borden, mom. Andrew Jackson Borden. Oh, Andrew Jackson. Dad. Emma, not going to say the middle name. Borden, older sister. And Abigail Borden, stepmom. Okay. Wait, so what happened to the real mom? I will cover that. Oh, okay. All right, so Sarah was Lizzie Borden's mom. She's actually pretty cute. I thought she was pretty. Um, She died in 1863 of uterine congestion and spinal disease, and that was under findagrave.com. So I I needed to look up how she died. Um, And what is uterine congestion, you might ask? I do ask. (laughs) Occurs when varicose veins develop around the ovaries, similar to varicose veins that occur in your legs. Varicose? What is varicose Like the blue lines on old people Mm. on their legs. All right. So then we get Andrew Borden, who's the papa. He he was born in 1822, was of English and Welsh, Welsh descent. Okay. So he grew up in very modest surroundings and struggled financially as a young man. Oh, excuse me burpees no despite being the descendant of a wealthy and influential local resident andrew eventually prospered in the manufacture of and sale of furniture and caskets which is weird you make furniture and you're like hmm what else can i do caskets oh so he made his own casket sure and then became a successful property developer. He was a director of several textile mills and owned considerable commercial property. He was also president of the Union Savings Bank and a director of the Durfee Safe Deposit and Trust Co. Um, at his death, his estate was valued at $300,000. Do you know how much it is nowadays? $20 million. No. $9,630,000. That was close. As of 2022. So this that, that number. Was close. Half. There you go. It's close. You went over. Price is right rules, bitch. No, you say that. It's not, no. All right. So despite his wealth and success, he was a frugal Francine. That's what I put. A frugal Francine? Spends yeah. a lot of money? He didn't spend a lot of money. Oh. He, he nickel and diamond. We'll get into that. Um, actually, you get to read the examples of why he's a frugal Francine. That's how, you, that's how the rich stay rich. Number three. 
For instance, the Borden residence lacked indoor plumbing, even though at the time it was a common accommodation for the wealthy. So he's a freaking cheap ass. Yeah. So his house was just like a normal house, but it didn't have like bathrooms. I don't even think it had electricity because he was like, that's something we don't need. It'll go. It'll go out the fashions. I'm trying to sound like wow. Andrew Morton. Was that the only thing? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you said number three, right? All right. And so then the entire family, so Lizzie, Emma, ow, dad, Andrew, I couldn't remember his name for a second. He, um, they were very religious. So you get to read number four. You get to read a lot today. Good. Finally. As a young woman, uh, Lizzie was very involved in church activities, including teaching Sunday school to children. Children, wow. Children, children. Of recent immigrants to the United States, she was involved in religious organizations such as the Christian Endeavor Society, for which she served as a secretary, treasurer, and contemporary social movements, such as the Women's Christian Temperance Union. She was also a member of the Ladies Fruit and Flower Mission. She so was, she, she was dedicated, but she doesn't have a job. So what else is she going to do with her time? Like darn socks. Make porn. <laughs> sure. What? Sure. Whatever. All is, right. Is this the time of, uh, of, uh, Jack the Ripper? Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, we know. So I think Jack the Ripper was in the 1700s. Mm. So it's oh, like, so before, way before I believe. This. I don't know. Wow. I thought you knew everything. I don't Smarty know. Pants. Jack the Ripper, because like I, I know so about so many. Or should I mean, it be Jackie the Ripper, since they thought she was a woman anyway? Well, Jack, you know why they call him Jack the Ripper, right? Because it was like a, it was kind of like John Doe. It was like oh, a, good, you remembered. a basic name or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, Jack the Ripper time period. Oh, it is around the same time, isn't it? August and November of 1888. So about 20. Oh, actually, like three, three years before the murder of Lizzie Borden, Lizzie Borden murder. So it actually happened like in tandem. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. So three years after the death of Lizzie's mother, Andrew married Abby Durfee Gray. Um, Durfee. <laughs> Lizzie later stated that she called her stepmother Mrs. Borden and demurred on whether they had a cordial relationship she believed that abby had married her father for his wealth obviously he um was a cheap ass yeah he was a chat cheap ass he was a cheaper uh bridget sullivan whom they called maggie were bridget and maggie i have no idea how that connects but okay so they called their servant maggie the borden's 25 year old live-in maid who had immigrated to the united states from ireland mm-hmm. so we got an irish babe all right, so those are the cast of characters in this scenario. We are moving into leading up to the murders. So, listen. Tensions began to rise. You get to read number five. Five oh, and six? No. It, you, you have to do it as I tell you because there's important I stuff. freaking do it how I want. I'm just going to read them all, all the way to 15. You won't understand it, though. Uh, as a young woman, Lizzie was very involved. I already read that one. I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why? Over Andrew's gifts of real estate to various branches of Abby's family. In 19, in 18, in, oh my God, in 
In May 1892, Andrew killed multiple pigeons in his barn with a hatchet, believing they were attracting local children to hunt them. Lizzie was recently built. Lizzie had recently built a roost for the pigeons, and it had and it. Jesus and Christ. it has been calmly recounted that she was upset over his killing of them. Uh, John Vinicum Morse, Lizzie and Emma's maternal uncle. So mom's brother. Uh, visited and was invited to stay for a few days to discuss business matters with Andrew. Leading to the skep- skepulation. Yeah. No, I'm saying it. Why am I saying skep? Speculation. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, what? Words are hard, man. I was like, skep, there's no K in there. <laughs> are you reading Russian over there? It would be hilarious oh, if I just start drawing in Russian letters. Just... No, please don't. <laughs> You'll be like, I can't even read English for that matter. <laughs> um, oh now God. i got to find it again. What is it? Oh, speculation. Speculation. <laughs> I said it like three times. You too. said it like ten times. Skep- skepulation. Skep- 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 I was like, that's not right. <laughs> now I got it down. Speculation. You say it again. Skepulation. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it here. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have given uh, you so yeah, much. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. Just I think we learned. <laughs> you have to practice. Uh, I just need like half of one page. That is it. Um... <laughs> speculation that their conversation particularly about property transfer may have aggravated an already tense situation so the thing that what what you're reading is that there was andrew was a frugal francine but he gave a bunch of real estate to abby's family oh the the servant the stepmom oh stepmom is abby's maggie is the maggie's the servant so that I was like, that's weird, but I mean, I guess he's trying to woo her and be like, well, look at all the land I can throw at you. Was she hot or something? No, she was portly. Ew. Then why was he? Do you know what portly means? No. Fat. Then why was he? I mean, he was old and she was there. She like, was probably super good at her sucking Johnson. dick. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. I'm not writing it off. Maybe I mean, stereotypical. Usually, big girls are really good at it. Damn. Stereotypical. I'm okay. I'm not good. I'm a big girl. How I'm... would you know? Do you have a penis? Yes, that I can suck myself. Have you sucked yourself? <laughs> All right, we are way off topic here. (laughs) A family argument in July of 1892 prompted both sisters to take extended vacations um, in in New Bedford. After returning to Fall River a week before the murders, Lizzie chose to stay in a local rooming house for four days before returning to the Borden house. So they're like, hmm, I'm running away. And then they just take off daddy's money and then go somewhere else. The two sisters? Yeah, Emma and Lizzie. All right, so then for several days after the murders, the entire household had been violently ill. A the fam- murders? No. You said murders. Before the murders. Oh. So a f- several days for several days before the murders, the oh. entire household had been violently ill. Okay. 
A family friend later speculated that mutton left on the stove to use in meals over several days was the cause. Mutton. Is that... It's like a stew. Oh. I was going to say, is that meat with bread, but never mind. Uh, No. I think you're thinking mutton chops, but that's like also your side burns. Oh, is it? Like, it's like the big, like... Yeah. Do one. I, I just know. thought mutton was. But it has like meat in it, and it like the the thing that's bothersome to me is that they just left it out for a few days, and then it gets bad, and they still eat it. Anyway, well, that's dumb. Obviously, it's not good. Well, this is the 1800s, so. right? So Abby had feared poison, given that Andrew had not been a popular man in Fall River. So everybody hated Andrew because he was just a dick. Like, oh, was he? Yeah, like he he was wealthy, but he was super frugal. So think of like, um, what's his fucking face on A Christmas Carol? Scrooge. Oh, okay. So he's that's, like that's what actually I picture him as. is like a top hat. Yeah. With like this mean yeah, he, face. Yeah, mean mug. and With like this, all these clothes on. No. Yeah. You don't get Christmas off. <laughs> <laughs> Make that casket. <laughs> Make my mutton and leave it out for three days and I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to get sick. What? <laughs> and I'm going to get sick. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> All right. Now, that led up to the, the murders. So, <laughs> let's talk about murder. Freaking, I got to cut my nose hairs. Every single time you dig into your nose and you start pulling out on camera. And you know people can see you, right? I'm doing that? I didn't do that right now. Yeah, last time. Oh, last time? Oh. Yeah. Because t- I'm not pulling it. I'm trying to, like, move it because it's tickling. And I'm not, like, picking boogers or anything. Let's talk about murder. Uh, Thursday, August 4th of 1892. So, 1892. early this month. All right. Morse, so remember, John Morse was the, the uncle, maternal uncle. He arrived in the evening of August 3rd and slept in the guest room that night. After breakfast the next morning, at so August 4th now, uh, at which Andrew, Abby, Lizzie, and Morse and Sullivan were present. So again, Sullivan is the maid. So Maggie, uh, Andrew and Morse went to the sitting room where they chatted for nearly an hour. Morse left about eight forty-eight a.m. to buy a pair of oxen because people just randomly do that. Like they go, go buy-, buy ox. Yeah, yeah. Um, and visit his niece in Fall River, planning to return to the Borden home for lunch at noon. So he was going all over. He had tasks to complete. So he. He's gone. All right. Andrew left for his morning walk sometime after 9. So he left a little bit later. Um, Between 9.30 and 10, Abby, the stepmom, went upstairs to make the guest bed, even though cleaning the guest room was one of Lizzie and Emma's regular chores. Mm -hmm. Even though they have, like, a maid. That's what the fucking maid's supposed to do. Yeah, right. What was a maid doing? She was sick that this day, so she was upstairs resting because Mm. of the mutton. That was mutton that sat out for three days? Yeah, yeah. According like to that had to smell like the oh, fuck it smelled like stew and they're like hmm it has a nice fermented there's no flavor. way it smells like stew it, <laughs> it smells has like a nice fermented waft it smells like fermunda cheese fermunda cheese oh. oh I was like seriously <laughs> like non showered fermunda <laughs> cheese <laughs> I'm like that cat who smells broccoli <laughs> I know that, that cat is hilarious it's like <laughs> that's me alright according to the forensic investigation Abby was facing her, kill- her killer at the time of the attack number six Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack oh 
So she was looking yeah, at looking the killer. Yeah, looking at Lizzie. Yeah. Or the killer. We can't say exactly who. Stop bothering her. All right, babe, six. Oh, my nose is just... Uh, she was first struck on the on the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut which cut her just above the ear, causing her to turn and fall face down on the floor, creating contusions on her nose and forehead. Her killer then struck her multiple times, delivering 17 more direct hits to the back of her head, <sighs> killing her. So Jesus. that's like overkill. Like, like, hell yeah, that's overkill. I'm sure like the second one, she had already broke the skull. Because the first one, it hit her just above the ear. She t- turned and fell on the floor facing down. So I wonder, like, she hit her like hatchet so pointy I'm assuming, end? I don't know which side. I think probably if it's a right-handed person and they swung it and hit your head, it would hit it right above the ear. And so then she, let's see this way. Maybe it twisted her and what she fell down. What side did it say? Struck her on a side. It just says side, side of the, of the head. head. So I'm thinking it has to be her left side because if it's a right-handed person with a hatchet. Mm-hmm. But if it's a left-handed person with a hatchet, it would have been the other way. It so on the right on hand. This side. Right. Yeah, right side. But anyway, she lay face down. So in the room, because I've seen pictures of this because I've studied it a lot. In a room, so think of the door. It's square. It's a square. The door to the room is on this side. The bed's in the middle, and she was found on the other side. Because it was like by over, the bed, by the bed, but mm-hmm. on the other side of the bed. So if you're walking around upstairs, you wouldn't be able to see her. But we'll get to the rest of that. Okay, is that all for six for you? Uh, yep. Okay. <clears throat> so Andrew returned around ten thirty a.m. His key failed to open the door, so he knocked. Strange happenings. Yeah, why would the key not work? So Maggie went to unlock the door. Finding it jammed, she uttered a curse. Fuck. So you're going to read creepy point number one. Oh, it was jammed. The door was jammed. Uh, number seven, please. Creepy point. Oh. Uh, she was. Oh, wait. Shit. She would later testify that she heard Lizzie laughing immediately after this. She did not see Lizzie, but stated that the laughter was coming from the top of the stairs. This was considered significant as Abby was already dead by this time and her body would have been visible to anyone on the home's second floor. Okay. So Maggie removed Andrew's boots and helped him into his slippers because he broke it. Um, no. Oh. I wrote that and I was supposed to be funny, but I don't know why I said broken. Oh, because yeah. he can't do his own work. He's broken. Oh, are you broken? <laughs> well, he oh. is broken. So, he's a rich bastard. Uh, he's broken, so he could lay down on the sofa for a nap. So you get to read creepy point number two. Uh, number eight. Oh, because he was like running around town all yeah, day. Yeah, so right? he was sleepy. It was 10.30. He went for his ap- morning walk, like, and he came back at 10.30. Like, it was... 10.30 p.m.? A.m. It's morning. It's still morning. So he was only gone for, for like, like an hour, hours. An hour and a half at most. That freaking lazy bum um the this detail is contradicted by the crime scene photos which show andrew wearing boots so maggie testified that she helped andrew take off his boots and put on his slippers but in the crime scene like you there's pictures of andrew's bastion fucking face and he's wearing regular boots not Hmm. the slippers so 
So uh, either someone put them back on after he was out, or they were never taken off. And Maggie, and Maggie is lying. lying. All right. Maggie testified that she was in her third floor room resting from cleaning windows when just before 11, 10 a.m., she heard Lizzie call from downstairs. Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Is it my turn? Yeah. Number nine. But I was waiting for like pausing for effect, but that had no effect on you. So there's. No I point. mean, <laughs> he Whatever. got his head bashed Whatever. Go. Number nine. Uh, Andrew was slumped on the couch. Uh, slumped on a couch in the downstairs sitting room, struck 10 or 11 times with a hatchet-like weapon. One of his eyes had been split cleanly in two, Jesus, suggesting that he had been asleep when attacked. His still bleeding wound suggested a very recent attack. Wow. So his blood was still wet. It happened recently. So two people are dead in this house. Detectives established uh, estimated that Andrew's death had occurred at approximately 11 a.m. So 11.10 is when Lizzie showed up and she started screaming for Maggie. So he was home for about 30 minutes before this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. He passed out quick. Lucky bastard. All right. Investigation. So we are going to get into the nitty gritty of this trial because it's very interesting and funny. <laughs> All right. So... Lizzie's initial answers to the police officer's questions were at times strange and contradictory. You get read number 10. Initially, she reported hearing a groan or a scraping noise or a distress call before entering the house. Who, who, who's that? Hmm. Lizzie. Lizzie. Okay. Lizzie, that's Two hours later, she told police she heard nothing and entered the house, not realizing that, not realizing that anything was wrong. So she was saying that she was at the house and she heard groans. Then later she said, oh, I wasn't even there. So she kept on going back and forth with where she was or what time frame and whatever. Um, When asked where her stepmother was, she recounted Abby receiving a note asking her friend her to visit a sick friend. So somebody wrote her a note saying to go visit. She then also stated that she thought Abby had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. So if she said her she went to visit her friend, she's like, oh, actually, hmm. She might be upstairs. Like, I'm sorry. If I heard my stepdaughter screaming, I probably would run downstairs if I was still alive and in the house. Your stepdaughter scream? I'm so confused. Right. Abby is a stepmom. Yeah. And Lizzie said that Abby went to go visit a friend. Then she kind of contradicted herself saying, actually, I think she returned. Somebody go upstairs and look for her. The stepmom is saying this? No, the stepmom is dead. Abby is dead. Yeah. Lizzie is saying this. But you're saying she would run downstairs. Like, that's the part that confuses no, me. No, if she was home, wouldn't you think if Abby, the stepmom, mm-hmm. heard Lizzie screaming that dad's dead, wouldn't she come down? Oh, yes. I don't understand. I, all these you... names are just so confusing. Abby, say, Lizzie. Step, say dad, stepmom. And Lizzie, because Abby sounds like a freaking sister. Okay. <clears throat> so the stepmom, um, Abby had uh, stepmom had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. Selvin and a neighbor, Miss Miss a neighbor, I'm not even going to say the name, were halfway up the stairs. Their eyes were level with the floor when they looked into the guest room and saw the stepmom lying face down on the floor. Mm-hmm. So they saw her under the bed. Awesome. 
So most of the officers who interviewed Lizzie reported that they just liked her attitude. Uh, Some said she was too calm and poised. Uh, Despite her behavior and changing alibis, she was not checked for bloodstains. So they just kind of ignored anything on her. Wow. Um, So then police did search her room, but it was a cursory inspection at the trial. They admitted to not doing a proper search because Lizzie was not feeling well. They were subsequently uh, criticized for their lack of diligence. You didn't do your job, bro. They didn't. Okay, so that's what I said. I wrote on the back. And for not checking her, like, clothes, too. Right. So, in the basement, police found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle. The hatchet head was suspected to be of being the murder weapon as the break in... As the break in the handle appeared fresh and the ash and dust on the head, unlike that on the other bladed tools, appeared to have been deliberately applied to make it look as if it had been the basement for some time. So... They are saying that this hatchet that was broken looked like to be used recently. And so to cover it up that it was used, somebody sprinkled like dust Dust on on it it. to make it look like it was there for a while. After they cleaned it, I'm assuming. Sure. Um, However, none of these tools were removed from the house. So they just left them there. Because of this mysterious illness that had stricken the household before the murders, the family's milk and the victim's stomachs removed during autopsies performed in the Borden's dining room. So autopsies were done in their dining room. The fuck? They don't have a morgue? They do. Were tested for poison, but none was found. So they were not poisoned. Um, re- residents suspected Lizzie of purchasing, purchasing high, hydrocyanic acid in a diluted form from the local drugstore. So the reason why she was asking about this, because this type of chemical helps clean fur. So she had like a seal fur coat or something that she Mm -hmm. wanted to clean. And so she was asking the drugstore about it, Um, but she never actually purchased it. Mm. Um, Alice Russell. So Lizzie's friend, Lizzie and Emma's friend, the friend decided to stay with the sisters the night uh, following the murders. um, While Morris spent the night in the attic guest room. So, the friend is there now, chilling. Just the take, next day. The next day. So mm-hmm. after the murders, um, contrary to later accounts, that he slept in the murder site guest room. So he he could no longer stay in that guest room because that's where he was originally. But then at, the stepmom was killed in that room. Yeah, so they I wouldn't get to sleep in there either. But they they think he might have. He just was like, yeah, this was the room I stayed in, so I'm gonna stay in here anyway. Um, okay, so police were stationed around the house on the night of August 4th, during which an officer said he had seen Lizzie enter the cellar with her friend, uh, carrying a kerosene lamp and a slop pail. Um, he stated he saw both women exit the cellar, after which Lizzie returned alone. Though he was unable to see what he, she was doing, he stated it appeared she was bent over the sink. What was she doing? She was probably cleaning off her clothes that mm-hmm. <laughs> she wore. All right. So we're moving on to August 5th, the day after the murders. Uh, Morris left the Borden residence. It was mobbed by hundreds of people. Police had to escort him back to the house. So he couldn't leave. August 6th, the following day, um, police conducted a more thorough search of the house, inspecting the sister's clothing and confiscating the broken handle hatchet head. Two days later? Right. So, all like, oh, I think maybe we should go search stuff now. Jesus. It's really hot out today. Maybe we can do it tomorrow. Oh, it's still really hot. Tomorrow should be cooler. We can do it then. Like, they could have burned all the clothes and hid all the that's, fucking... That's one of the theories. That's what she did. She burned her clothes in the 
since I moved over here. Anyway, okay, so you get to read number 11. Mm. The, that evening, a police officer and the mayor visited the house, and Lizzie was informed that she was a suspect in the murders. Well, no shit. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, August 7th, the next morning, Russell, so the friend, entered the kitchen to find Borden tearing up a dress. She explained that she was planning to put it on the fire because it was covered in paint. (laughs) It was never determined whether it... (laughs) Red paint. That I was painting something with red. Um... Yeah, it was painting her dad and mom's face. It was never determined <laughs> with a hatchet as a tool. That should not be funny. It was never determined whether it was the dress she had been wearing on the day of the murders. So was it? Was it not? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. going to go talk about the inquest. So August 8th, Lizzie appeared at the inquest hearing. So this is before she was officially served mm-hmm. uh she was refused her family attorney um there was something legal about it i can't remember what but um i was not about to put it on here because there was a lot of hard words um she had been prescribed regular doses of morphine to help calm her nerves and it is possible that her testimony was affected by this well yeah i want morphine to calm my nerves freaking morphine is like a hell of a drug shit's mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. and it does that's why it says on there not to drive cars or machinery i want to take a could... bunch of morphine and drive a car i bet you want to but did you ever wonder like <laughs> i saw something and it always made me laugh because i think like that when it says oh please do not operate heavy machinery while on this drug yeah. i think cranes <laughs> well yeah big things cranes bulldozers but they're really just talking about cars <laughs> a car is not a heavy machinery yeah, it is. It's, it's sometimes up to two like a ton or two so yeah, it's a technically considered heavy machinery. I just think, oh, I don't <laughs> consider that heavy machinery. They, that's what they mean. But I always thought, oh, I'm not. I'm, where am I going to get a crane to operate today? I mean, uh, he needs to go out. All right, just let him out. I'll continue. But listen, and he is sitting on my feet. I can't get up. All right, Wade needs to go, Papa. But I'm going to continue. Oh, uh, actually, you have to read number twelve. But that's uh-huh. fine. Y'all might as well all just go. Let's all go. All right, guys, take a shot because we have to deal with the dogs. This is the first time we had to get up and, like, let them out. I'm not... I don't know why he needs to go out, but... Well, he just ate, and I can smell his farts, so he probably has to go poo-poo. All right, so read number 12, please. Can you still see me on there? Yeah. Can you still... Can you hear me? Papa, can you hear me? What is that from? Fiddler on the Roof. No. Yes, but... Uh, It's uh, it's, uh, some other movie, but... um, Uh, Her behavior was erratic and she often refused to answer a question, even if the answer would be beneficial to her. She often contradicted herself and provided alternate alternating accounts of the morning in question, such as saying she was in the kitchen reading a magazine when her father arrived home, then saying she was in the dining room uh, doing some ironing and then (laughs) saying she was coming down the stairs. So she's just lying her fucking ass well, off. Well, maybe, maybe not. But she is also on morphine. Remember, she's kind of drugged up. So she's I mean, like, I she know. only took like two or one or I think it's normally one pill. That would not make her but act like that. I just. Unless she drank with it. I just find it's funny. This, this next harsh portion makes it interesting. So on August 11th, Lizzie was served with a warrant of arrest and jailed. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the term is innocent until proven guilty. That's not what happened. No, it's not. Okay, so the inquest 
testimony, the basis for the modern debate regarding Lizzie's guilt or innocence was later ruled inadmissible at her trial in June 1893. So she was jailed to June. And when when was... When this was it? August, so... So August, so almost like, like eight months? Yeah, nine months. Damn. All right. Uh, so contemporaneous newspapers... That's a word. Contemporaneous. Contemporaneous newspapers. Articles noted that Lizzie possessed a stole... Stole... It's supposed to be stolic. No. Stoic. Stoic (laughs) demeanor and bit her lips flushed and bent toward Attorney Adams. It was also reported that testimony provided in the inquest had caused a change of opinion among her friends to have heretofore strongly maintain her innocence. That was hard. It was. There's so many words. (laughs) Now you know my struggle. So the inquest received significant press attention nationwide, including an extensive three-page write-up in the Boston Globe. So they famous now. On November 7th, a grand jury began hearing evidence on November 7th. Well, I I put the date there and I put it twice. Um, And December 2nd, Borden was indicted. Indicted. Indicted, thank you. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it. Indictment is a formal uh, accusation. Mm-hmm. That looks weird. Accusation oh. that a person has committed a crime. Okay. So that's the formal thing. So indicted. But the C is silent. Why? Indicted? Because there's a C in indicted. Anyway. Uh, so trial and acquittal. On June 5th, 1893, Lizzie's trial took place in New Bedford. Uh, the prosecutors uh, were Jose, Hosea M. Knowlton and William H. Moody. Defending was Andrew V. Jennings, Melvin O. Adams, and George D. Robinson. Robinson. But, Ty, read number 14. 14. Uh, five days before the trial's commencement... On June 1st, another axe murder occurred in Fall River. This time, the victim was Bertha Manchester, who was found hacked to death in her kitchen. The similarities between the Manchester and the Borden murders were strikingly were striking and noted by jurors. However, Jose DeMello, and Port- a Portuguese immigrant, was later convicted of Manchester's murder in 1894. As determined not to have been in the vicinity of Fall River at the time of the Borden murders. So there's this other dude who did a murder and it was so similar to the the Borden murder that they were like, fuck, we got the wrong guy. And but they, they proved like he wasn't even close by, like he had proof that he wasn't near nearby the Borden house. I mean, got the wrong guy. He still was. Mur- well, no, Lizzie. Murdered. No, no, Lizzie. Like Lizzie's there's parents. Could, let me explain before you talk. They were considering that this guy who did this mur- Bertha's murder was the people, who, the guy who killed. I get that. Borden. Okay. When I said, "Oh, they got the wrong guy," I was talking about Lizzie being arrested because she's in oh. jail. Well, if you say wrong guy when it's a woman, that's going to confuse me. Whatever. Okay. Moving <clears throat> on. So here's a prominent point of discussion in the trial. The hatchet had found in the basement was not convincingly demonstrated by the persecution to be the murder weapon. So the prosecution didn't push it that that was the murder weapon. They were like, it, it was when not. they thought it was a baseball bat? They did not convincingly, like, 
sell that as a murder weapon. Because usually the prosecution wants to lock up Lizzie, but they're, they should have pushed it, be like, oh, she hit it and the thing, the proof, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they didn't push that. Um, so prosecutors argued that the killer had removed the handle because it had been covered in blood. One officer testified that a hatchet handle was found near the hatchet head, but another officer contradicted this. And I'm like, get your shit together. Because the police officers are just They're bumbling. terrible. They're like tripping over each other. It's kind of like a fucking, what is it, the Three Stooges situation? Mm-hmm. Um, though no bloody clothing was found at the house, the friend testified that on August 8th, 1892, she had witnessed Lizzie burn a dress in the kitchen stove, saying it had been ruined when she brushed against wet paint. During the course of the trial, the defense defense never attempted to challenge the statement. So the defense was like, whatever, you can't prove that you saw her. It's what you said. It's hearsay. Um, <clears throat> I like how they're like on Lizzie's side. <laughs> well, they that's their job, the defendant. Oh. They defend Duh. her. <laughs> um, so Lizzie's presence at the home was also a point of dispute. Uh, read number 15. According to testimonies, Sutherlin entered the second floor. So I'm assuming... Oh, Sutherlin is the maid, yeah. Maggie. Uh, Maggie entered the second floor at around 10.58 a.m. and left Lizzie and her father downstairs. So that's... Yeah. So they're saying that she left. Like, there's... You didn't see any of this. Like, you didn't see... That uh, Maggie didn't see anything. Yeah. All right. But Lizzie told several people that at this time she went to the barn and was not in the house for 20 minutes and possibly a half an hour. Hyman Labinsky testified that the defense that he saw Lizzie leaving the barn at 11.03 a.m. And Charles Gardner confirmed this, the time. So two dudes saw her leaving the barn at 11. So that's true. Like two guys were like, yeah, Lizzie was in the barn and we saw her leave at 11.03. Like, how would you know exactly? I don't have a watch. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> maybe they had a pager. So at eleven ten a.m., Lizzie called the Maggie downstairs, told her Andrew had been murdered, and ordered her not to enter the room. Instead, Lizzie sent her to get a doctor. So that time frame is very important because they were saying he got murdered about eleven. She was in the barn until eleven o three. And then she found him at 11.10. So from the barn to the house could potentially be a seven-minute walk, depending on how fast she walked. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, that's possible. So the defense in my brain at this point is winning because the time frame works out perfectly. She was in the barn for at least 30 minutes. The mom was murdered at about 10.30. And then the dad came home around 11 or died at 11, came home about 10.30, and the mom got Murdered about. I mean, she still could have killed them all. <clears throat> of course. If well, they're saying she went into the barn. What time did they say that she went into the barn? So it's for about 20 minutes, she said 20 minutes, possibly half an hour, she was in the barn. So she left at 11.03, so it was about 10.30-ish that she went into the barn. So, so she, she still could have definitely took out the mom. She could have taken out the mom. She could have taken out the dad and just went back into the barn and just stayed there for a little bit yeah and waited till somebody could see her yeah see her leaving leave and then that would be her evidence whatever okay so both victims heads had been removed during autopsy and the skulls were admitted as evidence during the trial and presented on june 5th 1893 
1983. Upon seeing them in the courtroom, Lizzie fainted. June 20th, jury went to deliberation. Guess how long they deliberated? I don't even know what that word means. Uh, Talked about it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Five minutes. No. An hour and a half of deliberation. The jury acquitted Lizzie Borden of the murders. So she got got out free. Upon exiting the courthouse, she told reporters she was the happiest woman in the world. (laughs) Yeah, because she got away with murder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. So now we get the fun part. I mean, all of it's fun to me, but we're going to get into the theories. What happened? Because, yeah, we think Lizzie did it, but there's other possible possible things. All right. <clears throat> Excuse Maggie. me. Lizzie, although acquitted at the trial, um, Lizzie remained the prime suspect in the father and stepmother's murders. Writer Victoria Lincoln proposed in 1967, so people are obsessed with this case as well, that she might have committed the murders while in a fugue state. Do you know what a fugue state is? No. Like uh, sleepwalking. Like you don't really know what you're doing. Like mm. you're shocked or something and you're like, go mm-hmm. do shit. Um, so another prominent suggestion was that she was physically and sexually abused by her father, which drove her to kill him. Possibly. And she just hated her stepmom. She's like two for one. Who gives a fuck? Uh, there is little evidence to support this, but incest is not a topic that would have been discussed at the time, and the methods for collecting physical evidence would have been quite different in 1892. So that's something they wouldn't talk about, but it's possible that he molested. Yeah, but looking at her picture, she's like scary looking. All people during that time were scary looking. So it's like, but you said the mom was good looking. She was I Like, she wasn't like the worst. Like, I've seen a picture of Lizzie. She, if the dad was messing around with that, I mean, but he did that? like, he did like. Scary women. Abby. He so, looked I mean, scary himself. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. So, I mean, like, what is it? Like, like, likes? Like, like, likes, like. No, you say it a different way. Uh, I can't remember how you say it. Like, to eat, no, you say something. I can't remember. Don't, don't yuck somebody's yum. <laughs> I mean, that works. <laughs> All right. So mystery author Evan Hunter, better known as Ed McBain, in his 18, 1984 novel Lizzie, suggested that Lizzie committed the murders after being caught in a tryst with Maggie. Mm-hmm. So McBain elaborated on his speculation in 1999 interview, speculating that Abby, stepmom, had caught the two together and had reacted with horror and disgust and that Lizzie had killed Abby with a candlestick. But she didn't kill her with a candlestick. Right. She had, uh, well, I mean, they had sharp edges at the bottom, usually, so it would fan out. So it could similarly match a hatchet, possibly. But yeah, the thing is, that's know. probably why, like, if she ra- reacted in, like, horror and disgust, like, it's, that's probably why she bashed her head in, like, 20 times. So that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that could possibly um she made a confession to andrew okay so after she killed the mom with a candlestick she went downstairs confessed to andrew when he returned home but killed him with in rage with a hatchet when he reacted exactly as abby did um he further speculated that sullivan disposed of the hatchet somewhere afterwards so they were both in on it and maggie that's why maggie was having a hard time keeping her story straight as well well yeah because they're both trying to like lie yeah (laughs) I don't um, think that one was it. So, I mean, they could have been messing around, but I think uh, because it's said in there that he was asleep when he was possibly. first struck. Possibly. There, there's no proof. Like, you, there's no proof because his head was so fucking mangled. 
Like, mm. you couldn't really prove anything. <laughs> like, True. there's there's pictures of both of them on the internet. I hate to say I like looking at them, but they're very interesting. Well, I want to look at them. You never showed me. I can show you in a second. Okay. So, um, in her later years, Lizzie was rumored to be a lesbian. But there was no such speculation about Sullivan, so Maggie, who mm-hmm. later married a man she met while working as a maid in Butte, Montana. Uh, Sullivan died in Butte in 19, 1948. That's crazy. She lived into the 1900s. Allegedly, she gave a deathbed confession to her sister in which she stated that she had changed her testimony on the stand in order to protect Lizzie. Now, this is my theory. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, Andrew was updating his will in the near future to include the stepmother, Abby, but Lizzie didn't want to share the will with her, so she murdered her family in the nude. So she wouldn't get blood on it. Murdered her family in a nude? Mm-hmm. Naked. Well, I know what nude means. So that was my theory because that came up a couple times. Um, it's the Lizzie Borden movie with Christina Ritchie on it. It kind of showed that, which I find fascinating. And then there's a new Christine, uh, Kristen... Uh, what's her fucking face? Twilight. You, you had it. Kristen Stewart. Stewart. I couldn't think of the last name. Kristen Stewart. Um, she's in it, and I didn't know they made a remake of it, so I want to see that one eventually. All right, so that's Lizzie theories. Those are the Lizzie theories. Now we're going to move on to a different person. So we are going to go on to John Morris and mm-hmm. read number 16. <clears throat> Lizzie's maternal uncle, who rarely met with the family after her his sister died, but had slept in the house the night before the murders. Well, I didn't know her sister died. Where the fuck did her sister die? Her sister didn't die. That's what it just said. Read it again. I was not paying attention. Lizzie's maternal uncle, who rarely met with the family after his his sister died. Because his mom, their Oops. mom, their mom. After his sister died, but slept in the house the night before the murders. According to law enforcement, he had provided an absurdly perfect and over-detailed alibi for the death of Abby Borden. See, that's when that, usually when people like lie, they give too many details. And so that's what they're saying. He gave too many details. It was a little suspicious. But that's probably where... In his meeting with Andrew earlier on the day he was murdered, like they were murdered, they had a meeting, like a business meeting. Like maybe he wanted money to start a business venture or something. Mm-hmm. But then Abby was like, no. And then Andrew's like, no. And uh, that's when he got, he was like, fuck y'all. I'm going to get it one way or another. And so he murdered them and then left saying, I'm going to go buy oxen. So you think, or... Someone thinks that the uncle did it. Yeah, it's a possibility that he did it. That, that's a very good theory. And I think it's hilarious that after Lizzie was acquitted, like nobody did anything else. Like they didn't search for any other killers. So they just are like, okay, well, like, fuck. Well, <laughs> we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next one is William Borden. So this is a new character. And man, my voice is like wow, changing. pretty much. No, it's just my sinuses is like mucusy and it's not it's not good. Okay, a man named William Borden, suspected to be Andrew's illegitimate son, was noted as a possible suspect by author Arnold Brown, who surmised that William had turned tried and failed to extort money from his alleged father. Author Leonard Ribello, after extensive research on William, proved he was not Andrew's son. So he's like, "Fuck you! You just wanted to write a book about bullshit," and then. Not even his son. It's not even his son. 
All right. You should get in trouble for that. And last but not least, we have Emma Borden. You get to read number 17. Although Emma had an alibi at Fairhaven, about 15 miles, 24 kilometers. Yeah. So miles are... Longer. Yeah, longer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like two point one. Uh, I think it's like two point. Oh no! In the movie, you said it was. 50, you said it was like nine miles or seven miles. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I thought you said longer for some reason. Yeah. Uh, full, from Fall River, crime writer Frank Spearing or something like that proposed in his nineteen eighty four book Lizzie that she nineteen eighty four book that should be a comma I guess Lizzie that she might have secretly visited the residence to kill her parents before returning to Fairhaven in time to receive the telegram informing her of the murders. What? So they're saying she had an alibi in Fair, like that other city that's about 15 miles away. All right. So what they're thinking is she hoofed it from there, came back, killed her parents, and then got back there and got the telegram that they died. And then she went back home. Wow. So, reasoning it kind of is similar with my theory that um, Lizzie didn't want to share a will. Her and her sister were really close, and so they were. I think it could have been they were in cahoots with each other, and so maybe uh, Lizzie was like, "I fucking hate the mom. You get to kill dad," mm-hmm. and then they did it. So together. who's Emma? The sister, Lizzie's sister, Lizzie's Borden's sister. <laughs> oh my god alright oh, so there's, there's not that many confusing keeping up with everybody it's, it is what it is alright so it says like Emma haven't had an alibi in Fairhaven like, she did I thought... she t- she was at visiting a friend who was sick or she was just visiting a friend in that other in Fairhaven mm-hmm. but it's not that far away she can do like back yeah, and forth so what or, I mean, 50 miles is pretty fucking far, especially if you're walking. She's not walking it. She would ride a horse. I mean, or take then. a carriage. Like Carriage, okay, yeah. Is cars back then? I don't think There's so. cars in. It's ni- this says 19... Oh, no, it's a book. 19- when were cars invented? I don't think they had a car, but I know they... Uh, when I don't know if they were invented in the 1800s. Cars invented... 1886. So, so they could have had a car. Could have, but I highly doubt it because he was such a frugal fan. Yeah, he's such a cheap bastard. All right. Later life. So after the trial, the Borden sisters moved into a large modern house in the Hill neighborhood. The Hill neighborhood in Fall River was like the fancy place like mm-hmm. rural mansions are. Uh, Lizzie dubbed their new house Maplecroft. They had lived in... They had live-in maids, a housekeeper, and a coachman. So they got the will money. They got all the money. And now they're like, getting all. Fuck you, bitches. Licking it rain. Okay. Damn. So Lizzie began using the name Elizabeth A. Borden uh, because she was convicted of murder but then got out. Um, Despite the acquittal, Lizzie was ostracized by Fall River Society, obviously. Her name was again brought into the public eye when she was accused of shoplifting in Providence, Rhode Island in 1897. So she was pulling a Winona. Pulling a Winona? (laughs) Because Winona was like arrested for shoplifting. I don't even know who that is. Winona Ryder. Oh, isn't that the actress? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, 
1905, shortly after an argument over a party that Elizabeth had given, uh, so Lizzie had given for actress Nancy O'Neill, Emma moved out of the house and never saw her sister again. So they hated each other. She was later accused of having a relationship with Nance O'Neill. So they think that she was a lesbian with that actress. Uh, Lizzie? Yeah. Uh, So they, I thought they were close, Emma and Lizzie. They were, but since she was just having parties all the time and doing things that Emma didn't approve of, Emma moved out. She's like, like, fuck this, I'm I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, Lizzie was ill in her last year following the removal of her gallbladder. She died of pneumonia on June 1st, 1927, in Fall River at age 66. Nine days later, uh, Emma died from chronic nephritis in a nursing home in Newmarket, New Hampshire, having moved to this location in 1923, both for health reasons and to avoid renewed attention following the publication of another book about the murders. The Borden sisters, neither of whom ever married, were buried side by side in the family plot in Oak Grove Cemetery. So, yeah, they both died nine days apart in the same year. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Okay, we're getting to it. In reality, Lizzie's stepmother suffered... Okay, so going back, the song, you know, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her Mm -hmm. mother 40 wax, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, In reality, Lizzie's stepmother suffered 18 or 19 blows, and her father suffered 11 blows. So now we know the first part of that rhyme, but the rhyme has a less well-known second verse. So, Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven he will sing. On the gallows she will swing. On the gallows. Isn't that... Like where they get hanged. Yeah. All right. Last but not least. No, just... We're almost done. Okay. They can chill. Um, you get to do number 18. Uh, death facts. At the time of <clears throat> her death, Borden was worth over 250000 that's Abby? Lizzie. Oh, fuck. Uh, Lizzie was worth over 250000 equivalent to five five million six hundred fifty-two thousand in 2022. They're just going to keep scratching the door. Right. I'll get them. We'll just keep on reading. Uh, she owned a house on the corner of French Street and Belmont Street, several office buildings, shares in several utilities, two cars, and a large amount of jewelry. Jesus. Yeah. She had a lot of money. Damn. I mean, how much did she get from the the uh, death trust or whatever the fuck? Well, I mean, he was uh, uh, Andrew was worth like nine million dollars. Come on, stop, wait, dude, stop. stop. You chose to come in. Sorry, guys, take another shot. Actually, take two because I had to go open the door because they're annoying. And then uh, now he's whining. Let's see, uh, she left thirty thousand, equivalent to six hundred seventy-eight thousand in twenty twenty-two. To the Fall River Animal Rescue League. Oh, she's my favorite person. Uh, and 500, which is equivalent to 11,000 <laughs> in 2022, in her trust for per, perpetual care of her father's grave. Like, so somebody would like, That's clean, weird. clean off her grave. Yeah, I go back and forth a lot. Is that all? No. Um, her closest friend and a cousin each received 6,000, which is equivalent to 136,000 today, sub substantial funds at the time of the estate's distribution in 1927 and numerous friends and family members each received between a thousand, which is 23,000 in 2022 and 5,000, which is 
2022. Damn, she's just spreading money all over I the mean, place. I mean, she died. There's no point to keep it. Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess she made a will, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich people usually do. So, uh, what was it? Five, so 500 and... So I wonder if that was 500 in a trust. Okay, so she only left 500. So, I mean, how long would that last for cleaning her father's grave? Is that just like a one-time thing? I have no idea. I I didn't question it. It says in trust for parental care of her father's grave. Hmm, All know. right. So, final thoughts. Who do you think did it and what was your favorite theory? <sighs> Fuck if I know. Um... I mean, the fact that Maggie lied on the stand and obviously Lizzie lied, I mean, whether she was on drugs or not, Mm -hmm. I think they both had like something to do with it. Either Mm -hmm. Lizzie did both or uh, Maggie, because didn't the stepmom treat Maggie like shit? I mean, she was just a servant, so. Um, So I think probably Maggie took out the mom and then Lizzie took out the dad. Yeah, because then then that's why she was still upstairs and heard Lizzie scream. Because I feel if if Maggie was upstairs on the third floor and then Lizzie killed Abby on the second floor, you would hear some commotion because that wouldn't be a quiet situation. You You would definitely hear it. It's not like. The mom or the dad would not scream at all. Right. Like they're getting fucking whacked in the head. Right. So, I mean, they could have been knocked out and not made noise, but I just don't, I don't know. So my two favorite, I really like the theory that uh, Abby caught Maggie and Lizzie in a tryst and she freaked out and that they both killed her. And then they went, like Lizzie went downstairs and she's like, I fucked up, dad. I need your help. And then he freaked out. And then... Yeah, but the fact, like, I would think a man would be able to handle himself. I don't know if you get hit in the head. Like, with a hatchet. Like, okay, so for one, if my daughter came downstairs with a hatchet in her hand, and she's telling me this, like, I would be, for one, like, uh, what is it, like, um, ready for her to, like, smack me in the fucking head, too. So I'd be like, well, can you put that hatchet down or something? Like... Can you get that out your hand? Can you go put it somewhere? And like with the fact that uh, Maggie lied about taking off his shoes and putting on his slippers and he had boots on in the pictures, mm-hmm. it, it's just that part, part just sticks out to me a lot because he he wouldn't he wouldn't you wouldn't change his shoes, put his shoes back on because that would make it even more so like pointed at you. So I think he farted. Um, Sound like Fifi growled. But um, yeah, like you wouldn't take him out and then put his shoes on. So yeah, yeah obviously so, she lied. So maybe what happened was Lizzie, like, <laughs> oh shit, that's good. Hey, hey, stop. stop here. Wade, Wade. Sorry, folks. Take a shot. Go outside or do something. I do not care. Go. All right. Sorry. That's the last time. We have one dog in here, and that is how it's going to be for the rest. All right, so that is the topic for the day. Lizzie Borden, um, I hope you found it as interesting as I have always thought it, uh, found it interesting, so. I wish there was a way to, like, actually figure out what happened. I don't know. I want to go visit, and you can stay in the house, and I want to rent one of the houses. Like, 
our run of the rooms. Someone needs to make a damn time machine to where you can go to any time in history and I mean the only thing is that you would actually that physically would be, a good be topic, there. Babe. Time travel. Yeah. You would actually physically be there. So like if something happens, you could possibly die. But Right. Um, just the fact of going like say I would do that one Lizzie Borden just to see what exactly happened oh fuck yeah and then I would do John Bonet. oh hell yeah and Zodiac and Jack Jack the the Ripper Ripper. probably all of them like all the ones that people don't know like what actually wouldn't happen or who it was I would want to see who it was Uh that's that to me is very um, I don't know I and I like the other the other uh, the other theory I like the uh the uncle, the Morris one, where he... Yeah, they, I mean, they, he could It's possible, because he's a man, and he he could have, got like, met up with Andrew back, and he killed her, him, and then went upstairs and killed the wife. Yeah, but, like, what would... Oh, because he they, he, they, he asked him for help, and they yeah, said, fuck possibly. no. Possibly. Possibly. Like, there's no way to prove what exactly happened, but... Or it could just be some random fucker on the street came but, in. But, like, was Lizzie there when he was, like, mm-hmm. supposedly did it, supposedly? Mm-hmm. She was... She was at the house doing chores, and she was cleaning windows, helping Maggie clean windows, and then she went onto the barn. So, so there's somebody saw her go to the barn or leave the barn. So there's a time frame when she wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. The only people that were allegedly in the house was the killer, whoever it may be, the uh, Andrew, Abby, and Maggie. So those are the only people in the house at this time. Well, see, even then, the fact that no one heard anything while people were getting killed in the house, and it's a three-story house? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm assuming it's not, is it like a big house? Like it's, it's weird. Like the floor plan, all the rooms kind of connect to each other. And so, so you would hear someone, right? Like that's, that's weird to me. It's, so either, either it wasn't Andrew and they were all, or they, maybe they were all in on it, but I don't think Andrew got any money or anything. Right. Cause that, at least that wasn't said. Andrew's the dad. I mean, uncle. The uncle. So like, uncle, I don't think he got any money from the will. So I don't think I don't Unless, think he did. But it the then. thing is, if if uh, if Lizzie and Emma liked their uncle, he possibly could think if they got the will, then they would share money with him. So that's like connecting to that theory. Whereas like he could be like, yeah, oh, like Lizzie and Emma love me. Like they'll give me money if I ask him for it. So mm-hmm. they had to cut out the middleman, which was Andrew and Abby, and. Then. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, she didn't give him any money. At least that wasn't in well, this I mean, death fact. But you don't thing. know if she gave him money or not before, because it didn't. I didn't list that. I don't even know. Oh, so. I mean, but that would also prove definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they would not have like record of that. So that I want to. We're gonna go visit Massachusetts. I want to do like the Salem witch trial area, and then I want to go see Lizzie Borden's house and do the tour there, and then you can stay the night there, which would be cool. Yeah, so we can like maybe Andrew would come and talk to one of us and be like, "That's why we would hey, need a Ouija board." This is what happened, bro. And then like very distastefully, they let you sit on the couch and pretend to be dead, and then lay on the floor and pretend to be dead. Yeah, I would do that. I know that's rude, but anyway. So I uh, we hope you enjoyed that topic. Um, next episode, I get the movie. Ty gets the topic. Um, so I chose the movie just today. I had a different one planned, but I'm doing this one because we needed something a little lighthearted. Um, we are going to do A Man Called Otto. 65 was lighthearted. It was a man and his new daughter 
(laughs) (laughs) Trying to escape a planet. Uh, Sure. Um, So A Man Called Otto, I heard it got a lot of raving reviews, so hopefully it's good. Um, It is on Netflix, um, and it has Tom Hanks in it, so my boy, Tom Hanks. What up? Uh, So, and you get the topic. What's your topic? Uh, I can't remember how I worded it. Wrongful convictions. Yeah, wrongful convictions. So we're doing convictions. Somebody get com- got convicted wrongfully, and they got put to prison. And we're gonna. Because there a is a lot that. of them. There's a lot of them. I'm probably gonna narrow it down and see and like po- possibly cover like basics on it. But I'll see how how the notes go. All right, take a final shot. We have our only dog in here, and she's um, shaking the table. And she's shaking the table. But anyway, no, no, we hope, so apologize for all the delays and the getting ups, but at least we're here. Um, so uh, we hope you gave you, oh, actually, we need to do a run through our thing. Uh, we're not qualified Quickly. is coming up. So please, please, please write in infothenight69 at gmail.com or go to our website, infothenightpodcast.com. Also, uh, you can find other stuff on our website. What are, is our other stuff? Patreon and merch. Yeah, Patreon merch. If you want to see our beautiful faces making weird stuff, uh, I just squished my face so you'd be able to see that. Um, you can see my scary smile. Yeah. Uh, you can join <laughs> Patreon and witness all of them. Um, but and, and see pictures of videos of our dogs every once in a while when they jump into my lap. When they're super cute. Uh, other than that, please, please, please rate and review. We really appreciate it. It helps us out. We are trying to grow this podcast and help, hope everybody becomes in for the nighters. Um, anyway, we hope we gave you a reason to stay in for the night. And until next time, peeps, peace out. Peace out. Peace out.